That's our hustling music, that Lil Wayne that caught too. Please, I'm not gonna give it to you. You go finish that for yourself. Check it out. Why are you not doing it already? Go and put this shit on pause, man. Listen to it later. Go and listen to that album, Caught Two. Listen to that song, Hustle Music. Do it right now. Welcome back. I know you enjoyed it. That was good, right? I don't know if I'm allowed to play it, but I'll play that shit anyway. Sounds good. It's one of my favorite tunes right now. It's one of my favorite songs. I just decided that I'm probably just going to start it by doing that. You know, just playing a little bit of my favorite song and then making you go and check that shit out. Because why not? I don't have to play that shit for you. I don't have to tell you everything. You man are smart. Go and figure that shit out for yourself. And go and listen to it. Go enjoy it for yourself. Go listen to it. Go listen to music. If, I swear, I told you to go listen to it. If you haven't already listened to it, I'm actually going to get mad and just turn this off. Like, I just cut it right now. I don't have to do that, though. So, we're all right. Because I know you listen to it, or you will listen to it. And that's calm. So, what what has been going on? Well, I don't know. I don't know. That's a question that you really got to ask yourself for, you, for your own answer. But for me, personally, I don't know. I think I've just been doing shit. Uh, I finished the game. I finished the game. That's what I did. God of War, I mean, I know it's old. I know it's old. And I finished it already. But I turned it back on. And all of my old save shit wasn't there. So I just had to start it again. And then just kind of got carried away. And just started playing it every day. And it's finished a few days later. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a, fucking, it's a good game, though. Isn't it? Nah, yeah. It is a good game. Yeah, I mean, if you're into those sorts of games, I know a lot of people aren't, but it can be difficult. Can be. But it's mainly just a story, isn't it? Mainly. But that's, that is pretty much all I've been doing. I haven't watched anything lately on Netflix, I don't think. I mean, Conor McGregor's fight coming up. The Conor McGregor fight... Is coming up, is what I was intending to say. This Saturday, actually. Um, what day is it? Thursday. Yeah, I'll probably do one on Saturday. Um, on the day. You know what, fuck it. I'll probably just wait until Sunday to do it. Until after. Yeah, I'll just wait until after and then we'll do it. So that, but I'm looking forward to it. Conor McGregor vs. Cowboy. The card doesn't it doesn't look that good altogether. All the fights on the card. I mean, they're not they're not really. Aside from Conor McGregor and Cowboy Cerrone, they're not really kicking twenty twenty off with a bang, you know. Which you really would expect them to, or I would have expected them to. I mean, there's Anthony Pettis and Holly Holm, but there's not many, many, many other like. Decent or like not even decent, but big names on the card that's gonna like draw attention. Other than Conor McGregor, I guess you're thinking with Conor McGregor, 
you know, just put him on there. He's going to be as big as he's going to be. I'm sure Conor McGregor still draws the biggest numbers for fucking UFC, regardless of how long it's been since he fought or if he's lost the last time he fought. I don't really think that matters. I don't really think that matters, especially in regards to Conor McGregor. I'm sure he's not got as many fans as he used to have. I'm sure of that just because of his antics and shit, but it's Conor McGregor. Excuse me. Jesus, shut the fuck up. It's Conor McGregor in it, so people are always going to be drawn to that name. And But what you're going to say? What you're going to do? I mean, make predictions. Okay. Oh, sure. Why not? Well, personally, I'm gonna give it. Um, I hope I don't. I don't even know. You know, I'm not even rooting for anyone in this fight. I want Conor McGregor to win, but then again, I want Donald. I want Donald to win just because I like Donald, and I always want him to win whenever he's fighting, no matter who he's fighting, because he's he's just one of the like most likable people in USC. But then again, you know, I want to see where Conor McGregor. I want to see what happens. When Conor McGregor wins, like, I want to see the path this is going to, the win would take him on for this year. So, I don't know. I'm giving it to, I'm giving my prediction to Conor McGregor, stopping him, maybe in the second or third. And if he doesn't stop him, then it's going to go the distance, is my opinion. Is my opinion. I don't think Connor. I don't think Cowboy will stop Connor unless he like takes him down, which I mean he very well could because he, he's a good wrestler, good grappler. I'm sure he's surpasses surpasses the level of Conor McGregor. I'm sure he does. So it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if uh, if 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 Donald took him down. But it also wouldn't surprise me if you know Connor was able to stop takedowns. You know, I'm sure he's been practicing that. I'm sure he's been practicing that, considering that was quite a weak point for him. I'm sure he has, and if he hasn't, then you're a fucking idiot. But that's what I'm looking forward to. That's one I am really looking forward to. Oh, talking about um, Conor McGregor. Well, it's not even got anything to do with Conor McGregor, so I don't know why I just said that. But, you know, the Oscars... The Oscars, the big awards, like the Grammys, like the fucking Grammys. But for films, the nominees have been announced. And the Joker, or just Joker, actually, it's just Joker. Joker leads the way with 11 nominations. Now, I don't know what all of the nominations are in. I'm sure one's for best adapted screenplay. I'm sure best fucking... Best adapted, yeah, best adapted screenplay, best actor, you know, lead actor best. Well, I don't know, that's two. There's nine more. I'm not going to go and look right now because I really can't be bothered. But it's got quite a few of them. It's got quite a lot and it's leading the way. And it says it's seeming quite positive for, for Joker right now. Whether it wins all of them or it just ends up getting nominated for all 11 and winning zero, it's irrelevant. It's a big, big achievement to get nominated for 11 Oscars, especially 
especially for a film that made a billion dollars, you know. Made a billion dollars and then it got nominated for 11 Oscars. This was an incredible investment for fucking Warner Brothers for DC. They really smashed it out of the park with it. What can you say? Whether how many people liked it or how many people didn't like it, it was clearly a success. Now, let's not compare it to Heath Ledger's Joker in The Dark Knight because I don't really like the two comparisons. I don't really think the two are very comparable other than the fact that the character they were playing had the same name. I mean, they were just completely different characters. I mean, yeah, they were completely different characters because they were two different films in two different universes, but they were just completely different characters. They weren't the same character, you know? It's not like fucking Robert Nero playing a young whatever, I forgot his name, from a Godfather. But when Marlon Brando played it and then Robert De Niro played the younger version, it's not like that. It's a different version of this character. It's not the same character. It's this. So you can't say this one was better than this because, you know, it's really to your preference. I prefer this to this. That's cool. Me, personally, I'm a Dark Knight fan. I think it's probably my favorite film of all time. It's the film that got me into comic books and all of that shit. The Joker was the one that did that. So... When I seen that there was a Joker standalone film, I was just as excited. I watched it, wasn't disappointed. I don't know. I've never really compared it to Dark Knight, and I don't think I'm really ever going to do that. I've seen a lot of people try and do it. It's not as good as Dark Knight or it's better than Dark Knight, but I'm not going to do that because I don't think it's really appropriate, and I don't really think people are really thinking about it when they do that. I think they're just looking at the name Joker and being like, oh, well, it was in The Dark Knight, and that version of it, I think, was better than this one. Cool, cool, but it was different. That's all we need to say. But anyway, getting tracked too much. 11 nominees. 11 nominees. What a number. 11 nominations. <laughs> Smashed it, man. What can you say? Well done. I don't have a round of applause sound right now, but I would give that to him. Well done. Well done. Well done, Joaquin Phoenix and Todd Phillips and all the people over at Warner Brothers. Now, if you don't really give a shit about any of that and you don't really care about any of that bollocks I was just talking about, then let's talk about something else, you know? Let's talk about something else. So let's stay right now in the realm of, you know, film. I I saw earlier, earlier today, that Charm City Kings trailer has dropped. I don't know if anybody knows what this is, if anybody's seen it, but the trailer looks pretty good. Charm City Kings is a film produced by Will and Jada Pinkett Smith. Will Smith and Jada Smith, they're all, those two produced this film, I don't know if who directed it, but this is their film, and Meat Mill stars in it, that's what, that's what really drew, drew my attention to it, when I first heard they were making it, been following it, and the first trailer dropped, and the trailer looks pretty interesting, I mean, it's first trailer, so they don't really give everything away, the way first trailers do, but 
No, nah, the first trailer definitely piqued my interest. It definitely got me. I'm into this. When this comes out, I'm going to watch it. No doubt about it. Or I'm at least be following it to make sure I know whether it's good or not. Obviously, if it's not good, I'm probably not going to watch it. But it, the, the trailer looks good. It's, it seems seems good. The trailer looks real good. I suggest you go and watch that trailer. Go and watch that trailer. Charm City Kings. Charm City Kings trailer. Meek Mill. Produced by Will and Jada Pinkett Smith. Now I'm impressed. Another trailer that dropped though, that's been causing a big stare online, was the Morbius trailer. Now I know most people probably never even heard of this character and I'm not even going to lie to you. Before this film got announced, I never heard of him. But then, uh, I know who he is. It's like a basically a, a fucking vampire character out of Marvel. Now, this film isn't being made by Marvel, of course. It's being made by Sony, just like Venom was, because they're going to be part of the same universe. You know, they're trying to build their own little Spider-Man thing. Now that they've worked out a deal with Marvel to get Spider-Man in the thing. <laughs> and the Morbius trailer, in my opinion... I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, I've seen it like twice and it's been out like a day or two, maybe even three. But I just can't. I just don't. I just, I haven't really put my finger on how I feel about it. I'm not like, oh, I hate it or, oh, this is dope. I'm like, oh, okay, this is this. I mean, there are a few good moments in the trailer, a few things that look interesting. And there's nothing in particular that takes my interest away from it. I'm just like, I'm I'm just mixed at the minute. I'm like, this looks like it's going to be bad, but it seems like it should be good. So, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to think. But, I'll give it to them. The CGI on what he looks like is great. It looks almost exactly like he does in the comics, to be fair. You know, when he does... When he goes full vampire at the end, that's generally what it looks like all the time in the comic. So, so. But then, of course, then of course, yes, then of course. I don't even know why I just said that because I don't even fucking talk. I, it's not like I talk like that. I don't even talk like I don't even talk like that in real life. And I just said just um, then of course, like, what? Sure. But then the biggest thing, obviously, that everyone was talking about was. The fact that they seen you see a Spider-Man mural, you know, picture Spider-Man as he's walking through the streets, probably of New York, and it has murderer written all over it. But obviously, that's from Spider-Man: Far From Home. Spoiler: If you haven't seen it, he's framed in the post-credit scene. He's framed and he's framed to be a murderer, and he's outed as being Peter Parker. So yeah, people think he's a killer. So, the, but the big thing that everyone was talking about that they seen is, oh, but that's not even, that's not Tom Holland's Spider-Man suit. That's, that's, that's one from Sam Raimi. That's Sam Raimi's Spider-Man suit. You know, Tobey Maguire from 2002 and some shit. It's like, that's that Spider-Man suit. So, it must mean something. No, it, no, it doesn't. Ha 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 No Ha ha Let's not Alright please It doesn't mean anything 
And this is all I've seen. I keep seeing everyone like, oh, well, you know, when you see in the Morbius trailer, there's a thing in there. It's a Stan Raimi suit instead of the MCU suit. Okay. Cool. It's just a thing in it. It's just a thing. It's in the background. It's in the background of a shot. They didn't really put it right in your face and be like, look at this suit that we made. No, it's a picture on a brick wall that has graffiti over it. It's not really, nothing really to get that deep into. But then after that, you see Michael Keaton, in it? Michael Keaton, who was the Vulture. He played Vulture in Spider-Man, the first one. And that was um, a good film. And, you know, he was a good villain, is what I was trying to say. It was a good film. But he wasn't a, a very interesting villain. He's got a very particular charisma as Michael Keaton. And <clears throat> I was impressed. I was impressed with his performance as the character, not like on some next. Whoa, he did crazy good. He was fucking dope. He was amazing. But, no, his performance really, it, it, it really impressed me just the way that he made the character. That impressed me. And then you see him in the Morbius trailer right at the end, like, I don't know what he says. But he's clearly in the same clothes that he was in, in the post credit scene, in fucking Homecoming. So, he broke out of jail, I'm assuming. He broke out of jail and then went to see Morbius. Probably doing some type of crossover shit. But then let's not get it twisted, yeah? Just because Michael Keaton's character was in an MCU film... It's still a Spider-Man film, therefore it's owned by Sony. Therefore, Sony owns that character even so they can use him however they want to use him, even though it was in the MCU. That's clear. Now that that's clear. I'm interested to see what they do with that, if it's even going to be a big part, if it's going to be a cameo, or even if it's going to be a post-credit scene. But if it is the post-credit scene, that's fucking stupid. I've never seen that done ever in my life. But it's probably if, if it's a cameo... I don't really think they should have put it in the trailer. I don't think it spoils anything, but it's like, well, now I'm going to be expecting a bigger part. And if it is just a cameo, then that's shit. So, but yeah, that was Morbius and Morbius trailer. I, I, I can't, I can't go against it. I can't, I can't say too much against it. I just can't really put my full support in and say, yo, this really took my excitement up there, it really took it to another level. It didn't, ah, so fuck that and fuck everything. Apparently, there's also been a new fucking Black Widow trailer or whatever, but I ain't watched that. Black Widow, I mean, I'm already probably like 42% interested in watching it. I'm not like Right, interested. I never was really bothered about the Black Riddle character. But the few trailers I've seen for this film look a little bit interesting. So, I mean, I'm like, I mean, I'll probably watch it when it comes out eventually. And I can watch it somewhere else. But I'm probably not going to go to the cinema to watch it. Like, first week, first two weeks, first, you know, anything. I'll probably just watch it at home when that's available to be done. But apparently this new trailer's good. Uh, the Villain Taskmaster... Apparently he's gonna be in it, and I'm looking forward to that because he's a, he's one of my he was always one of my favorite villains from Marvel at least before this. I think he was mainly I don't know about mainly, but I'd mainly seen him interact with like Spider Man and shit. 
because I always thought they was going to use him for a Spider-Man thing, but using him for Black Widow, I guess, is okay. It's cool. I don't have a problem with it. As long as they don't kill him, maybe they can use him again, which they probably will, because they don't kill anyone except for Quicksilver. You remember that time they killed him in Avengers 2? And he was the only person that's, like, ever died in the Avengers. I mean, mean, yeah, sure. Aside from, like, everyone who died in Infinity War, but then they just came back, like, in the next films. That doesn't really count. And then Tony Stark died. Yeah, cool, I'm sure, but... I'm sure he's going to come back eventually, so I'm sure that doesn't really count. But Quicksilver's dead, because this nigga's not coming back. Okay? He's gone. I was just coming. I don't even remember where I was at. Oh, no, Black Widow. So, yeah, I hope they don't kill him. Taskmaster. He's a very interesting villain, and he could cause many problems for many of the members of the Avengers. <laughs> that rhymes. Members, many of the members of the Avengers. Mm. But, I mean, especially, uh, um, I don't know with this, whatever they're going to do with the new Avengers. You know, because they probably are going to do a new Avengers film, or if they just call it Avengers 4. Because, I mean, Tony Stark's gone, Iron Man's gone, and Captain America's gone. So, it's like, those two, I mean... The only thing really saving it is Thor's still there, so. Because, no, well, no, because, yeah, you have, in the first Avengers, it was, like, uh, Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor. Like, all of those three, and, yeah, you had the Hulk as well, but, I mean, the Hulk was just, like, the Hulk, in it? it was a big rampaging monster that was the problem, a problem. It's really interesting to see what they did with the old canal. They absolutely shit on his character. I mean, absolutely destroyed all integrity his character had. His character is so shit. Especially in Endgame. Anybody who's seen Endgame knows what the fuck I'm talking about. The way they fuck his character up, I mean, yeah, it's kind of interesting. They... They bonded together, like, they're the same thing now. So now it's like, uh, the Hulk buddy, but, uh, Bruce Banner has, uh, the Hulk. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. But aside from the fact that now he's just, like, really strong and, like, really resilient from shit. Can't fight, and he doesn't get angry. So, what, like, he's just, like, a shit version of the whole, he's like the whole with no imposing danger, you know, like no threat whatsoever. I'm like, okay, cool, but what was the point in this? What was the point? If he was gonna do this, you should have had at least had a scene where he kind of lost his mind and then just fucks everything up. No, I mean, especially with what you did in Avengers Infinity One, where he didn't even come out and he just kept saying no. And then the next time we see him in Endgame, they're just together. And we don't have any of a fucking explanation about why they're just like mm, bonded Hulk, fucking Bruce Banner together, same person. Mm, really, last time, they didn't seem to be having that good of a relationship. Yeah, I know it's been five years, but what the fuck happened? You didn't think that you could tell us, show us, give us some kind of example of what... No, don't even get me started on this shit. Don't even get me started on this Shit, I hate it. But what can I say? Still filming it. Bruce Banner, Hulk, fuck you. 
I hate it. I hope it comes back to normal eventually. I know they're making a She-Hulk thing, yeah? But I never really liked... I never really liked She-Hulk, innit? Why did you never like She-Hulk, Demil? I don't really think anybody's asking me that question. But, but, I will tell you. I will tell you why. I never liked the bitch because it's just Hulk but a girl. Like, oh, oh, we have Hulk and Hulk's a guy. Why don't we make a girl version of it so that girls can be into it? That's so fucking stupid. That's so, no, that I that whole like of just is so like unoriginal, fam. Don't like. There's a, a female character of a male, like a female version of a male version of a character. Is so stupid. I don't get why you do this. Like I don't get why you do this. Isn't it just taken away from like female since like oh no, it's female empowerment and uh, uh, okay. Sure it is, but how is making a male a female in any way empowering females? It's just saying that male characters are so strong that we have turning them into females for female characters to be sure. No, that that's not what you should be doing though, is my point. That's stupid and that's why I never liked She Hulk. To to that point, this is a great transition. This is a great transition. The next thing I'm gonna talk about is the thing that I've seen. Uh, one of the James Bond producers saying, you know, James Bond, I don't know if anybody's heard, but I don't know what the woman, what the girl's name is, but there's a, a girl who's going to be an agent in the new James Bond film. And a lot of people were speculate when she'd got cast, like, oh, she's going to be in the new James Bond. She's going to be the new James Bond. She's gonna, this girl is going to be the new James Bond. That's not the case. The director came out, well, not the director, but one of the producers, you know, one of the people that, like, ultimately has say over, like, you know, the main things and shit. One of the producers came out and said, like, he came out and said, yeah, James Bond, he can be black, he can be white, he can be any race, but he's a male. You know, changing into a female is only taking, like, we don't have to make male characters female female characters females to have strong characters we need to make original strong female characters i'm like okay i'm yeah yes you do i agree with that i that's true that's true you should tell that to fucking comic books and shit because they don't understand that but that's a really interesting thing you know the fact that they did that and i was gassed because i can't lie I'm not like the biggest James Bond fan. It's not like I love James Bond or nothing like that. But shit like that just annoys me. It just annoys me. I'm like, why did you have to make this guy a girl? Why does she have to? Why does it have to be a girl now? Oh well, because females can be strong too. Yeah, cool, cool. But why does this character have to be a girl? If you wanted to make it about a girl, then make a girl character and put that girl character in the lead. Don't just turn her into a girl. Don't just turn this character into a girl. Because it wasn't, and, you know, I mean, that's just, that's basically the problems with, um, well, it's not the problem, but no one was really interested in that Ghostbusters film. It's not like they turned those male characters into females. They just decided to make a, a all-female Ghostbusters thing, and I don't know. I, honestly, I thought this shit was actually pretty funny. I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. Never really seen the first one, so I don't really have any 
loyalties to it. I don't really give a shit about it. And other, I just... I understand why people didn't like it, though. It just wasn't really that good. But back to the point of James Bond. James Bond. Bond. James. Jimmy. Back to him. I just think that's the one of the best decisions that you could have made as a thing. Because making, being like, yo, James Bond's going to be female would have fucked up the franchise. The whole franchise, like, realistically, it's been going, like, over 50 years or around 50 years or something like that. And you would have just fucked it up. Like, cool, yeah, cool. Don't make him white. Like, yeah, he's British. And there's a lot of people in Britain, you know, and they're not all white. I get that. That's what she said. You know, Britain's a pretty diverse place. But making him, making a guy a girl was a bad decision. And it's a good decision that you decided not to do that and to just make strong characters that are females as opposed to strong male characters and then turning them into females. Because that's fucking retarded. Anyway, ha 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 ha. Let's move on. Two. Mm, well, music wise, I've seen. Um, Ah, yes, okay. <laughs> I don't know if I spoke about this last week, yeah. But I was supposed to. I intended to. I wanted to. Now, f- right. I'm sure at least some people saw, like, last week or the week before. I don't remember specifically when it was kicking off. But I'm sure some people saw that French Montana was... Going at 50 Cent on Instagram, just ah, just going at him, just attacking. It was so funny. It was funny because normally it's 50 Cent doing that. Normally 50 Cent is the one just going at people, just rah, 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 rah. Just attacking, just attacking, just attacking, just funny. 50 Cent was a funny guy. And then obviously attacked French Montana and French Montana was just, like, no, fuck this. You chose the wrong guy, you dinosaur. That's all he kept saying. I mean, he kept calling him a dinosaur, which I thought was pretty stupid. Like, saying, ah, you're old. Like, okay, cool. You're going to be older one day, too. So that's, that's always stupid. Like, ah, you're old. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Genius. But obviously, he was saying shit like, accusing him of being a snitch and shit like that. Saying that he bought, obviously, 50 Cent bought the rights to the Takashi 6 9 story, I think. And it's like, obviously, French Montana's like, ah, you did that because you're a snitch. And I'm like, well, all because he's a good businessman and he knows he's going to make money. Obviously, not everyone's going to do that because some people just like, no, I don't really, I don't want to make money off of this guy's story. But obviously, it's like, no, fuck this. I'm going to make money off it. I'm going to do this and I'm going to make it and I'm going to be the first one to buy it. He... French Montana was like, ah, you did that because you're a snitch and da and a bunch of shit, you know, out in, well, I don't even, I don't, I don't even understand all the shit that French Montana was trying to say, but obviously he just could not let it go. Whatever fucking 50 Cent said to him about his Bugatti, about, oh, you got 2008 Bugatti, and then French Montana was like, no, I don't, I don't have a fucking 2008 Bugatti, I'm like, well, that's basically it. 
That was basically it. I was essentially that was basically it. Yeah, I'm not even, on my life. That's not that's that's in a nutshell. That's what happened. In a nutshell, that's what happened. But then let's rewind. All right, let's cut the tempo down a little bit and let's spin it back. What happened next? Well, couple tweets going around on Twitter, on the Twitter gram, on the Twitter sphere, on the Twitter verse. <laughs> I see French Montana had apparently. <laughs> no, right, okay. I'm gonna just. I, I read the thing because I, I heard about this, but then I wanted to actually find the tweet thread that it came from. Now, give me a break. Give me a minute because I'm, like, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna read it out for you. But I'm gonna have to pause this real quick and I'm gonna come back to you. Right? Hold up. Hold up. Okay, and back. <laughs> I found it. Honestly, it really isn't that hard to find. You've got Twitter, just type in fucking French Montana hacked something. French Montana hack, hashtag French Montana hack. You'll find it. It's easy. The guy who wrote it or the guy or the girl, I don't know, called Carlemagne is the at name, Carl. And uh, <laughs> let me just read this out to you, right? So the first tweet, the first tweet says, French Montana's out here buying streams in a desperate attempt to turn his three-month-old Flop song into a hit. Dun, 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 dun. Right. Then, <laughs> reply. The song was released on September 27, 2019, and it wasn't very successful despite having two popular rappers featured on it. Charted for five weeks and left the top 200 on Spotify, then re-entered three weeks later and even reached a new peak on Spotify US. Today, and this is where it gets weird, this is where it gets weird. Ready? Apparently, the reason why it's charting again is because it's currently popular on TikTok. Then why is it only rising on Spotify? I mean, when you look at the pics, the difference between Spotify and Apple Music is astounding. Astounding. My bad. Apparently, it's number 21. Or at the time of this, the 2nd of January, it was number 21 on Spotify. And it was number 1,192 on Apple Music. Pretty big difference. And then she carries on, or he carries on. So I decided to search on Twitter to see if anyone was actually listening to the song since it's popular on TikTok. And I found some very interesting tweets of people saying that Spotify was hacked and it was playing a French Montana. Dun, dun, dun. Now, I'm going to read some of these tweets she screenshotted. Right. Someone hacked my Spotify and played a bunch of French Montana and random Chinese music. My account got hacked into and whoever did it changed my password and has been playing random Russian songs and a French Montana song over and over. I suspect this has something to do with that Spotify wrap-up. I got it handled, but just check your stuff, cuz. So my Spotify got hacked or something because this morning my sis and I were opening presents and I had Mariah Carey Xmas playing and halfway through it changed to writing on the wall by French Montana. I'm not complaining, but my parents were shocked. Someone hacked my Spotify to play French Montana and I've never felt more violated. Somebody hacked my Spotify. All this fool has been listening to is French Montana and I'm so mad that this shit is now in my Spotify history and algorithm. This guy hides my Spotify and won't stop changing my Ariana songs to French Montana. I'm going to scream. There's a bunch more of these. I'm not going to read them all out, though. 
Okay, and then the next tweet in the thread. Look carefully at the dates. Most of the tweets were sent between 18th to 25 December 2019. Wow, look at that. Now look at the date. Writing on the wall re-entered Spotify US. December 22nd. Y'all see where I'm going with this. So the tweets, all of those tweets were sent between the 18th to the 25th of December. And writing on the wall re-entered Spotify on December 22nd. Ooh, crazy. It's more than clear that French Montana, <laughs> French Montana's label is buying streams and trying to make it seem like the song is rising on its own because it's popular on TikTok. In conclusion, it's really easy to get a hit song nowadays. All you need is a fraudulent label who's willing to spend money on you. So if you see writing on the wall by French Montana in the top 10 on Billboard next month, don't forget to come back to this thread. That's all for now. And then this is the best bit. Also, don't forget to change your Spotify password and or block French Montana on Spotify and check your recently played songs. You never know when they can hack into your account. Yikes. It looks like blocking the artist isn't enough. So please change your password. As she put a picture, a screenshot of someone saying, I like how whoever hacked my Spotify went out of the way to unblock Cardi B and played a song. She's featured on over and over. By the way, I signed out everywhere and they signed back in and continued to play the fucking song. That song is writing on the wall featuring Pose Malone and Cardi B by French Montana. Also, want to add that the song isn't doing good on iTunes and YouTube either. And it hasn't even been added to any major playlist recently. So there's absolutely no reason for the song to streams to increase like this. She goes on to then say that, oh, it's just a conspiracy theory. I'm not asserting anything. Oh, and then she updates it. I never see, I didn't see this bit. Update. Despite the song's streams increasing on Spotify, it now started falling on the charts because Spotify uses formula that detects fake streams. As you can see, writing on the wall gained 1.7 million streams yesterday, but only 751,000 of them were real. Do I need to say any more? That means a million of them were fake. A million of them were fake. And that was on the 4th. That was on the 4th. So, yeah, it happened a while ago, but I haven't spoke about it. And wow, fucking we. Wowie. French Montana. He's killing them. Get them, French. Get them. But nah. Nah. I support it. <laughs> I, I, I'm i down with this. Go French. Do it. Do what you got to do. Obviously, 50 Cent came out accusing him. He's like, he was faking streams. Ah. And then French Montana was like, oh, wow. Can you believe this? 50 Cent bought fake streams for me to make it seem like I was faking my streams. What? Yeah, there was fake streams, and there was also fucking hacked accounts. Clearly, clearly, Twitter is Twitter is perfect example of this. There were hundreds of people with the same stories, many of them anyway. So it's pretty fair to say, it's pretty fair to say, there was some fishy, shady business going on with the French Montana thing. Some fishy and shady business going on. And do I think 50 Cent bought streams for them to make it seem like French was faking his streams? Probably not. 
Realistically, probably not. I'm sure that he did it. And that was just a good scapegoat. We was beefing at the time. So I could say, oh, he did this. No, French, I mean... Um, I just think you really wanted the success that you had with Unforgettable. And you just never really found that success again. Uh, awkward. Awkward. But, yeah. Well done, French Montana. Well done. You you did it. You hit out the park. You hit home run. Scored a goal. Did it all. And of course, I wasn't as bad as Justin Bieber shit that we spoke about in the last one. <laughs> well, it was probably worse, actually, to be honest. But the Justin Bieber shit was funny. I'm going to go over that again. <laughs> you know what that's about. Apparently, uh, on the music side, I've seen... Apparently, new Eminem music is on the way. Ooh. I don't even know if I mentioned that before. But apparently it is, and I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Eminem really hasn't had that much uh, spectacular, impressive, amazing stuff in a while. If you ask me, anyway. I never cared about Eminem. In the past four, five, six years, at least. Nothing that he really put out has been really up there in quality, you know. In my opinion, anyway. I'm not saying that my opinion is foremost, the foremost opinion in this. But my opinion is that it's not being up there in quality all that much. So I'm not really, I'm not really looking forward to it that much. I'm obviously going to listen to it. I'm obviously going to talk about it here. I'm obviously going to listen to it. What kind of a fucking idiot would I be if I didn't listen to it? I've got to listen to it because there's always a chance to slip back into his old ways. That's how I feel about Lil Wayne every time it's to one of his albums, new things that's come out. There's always a chance that he's got that that spark back, you know? But nothing that I've heard from Eminem so far has had it recently. So, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to be a decent project, but not a... The level of his old shit. But that was that. Anyway, I recently seen Charlemagne the God did an interview with Stormzy. Now, Charlemagne the God does interviews with a bunch of people. Interviews rappers and that generally. So, when I seen that he did one with Stormzy, I was quite excited. I was like, okay, now this might be a little bit of something. I clicked out West the interview. I don't have anything, I don't know, I don't really have anything big to say about it, I think, I think, what's funny is to see Stones, he, he uh, chips over his words a lot, he chips over his words a lot, oh, like he, he, his train of thought is like all over the place, and I've noticed he does he does shit, a lot of people do it, I do it a lot of the times, but when you're not in that uh, focused environment of like being sat and made to answer these specific questions in this specific amount of time, you know, like say if he goes on like fucking, he also went on like Jimmy Fallon or something like that, or I think that's what it was where he went, and it's it's interesting because obviously they only have like five ten minutes an interview time so they've got to ask questions that obviously they're not going to ask too deep questions or nothing like that but they're going to ask a question and he's got to answer these questions in a, in, in a short and precise manner but this interview really seemed like 
it was free, like free form. Like I'm gonna ask you this question, you answer it in whatever way you want, take however long you want, because we're just sat here talking now. That's what we're doing. We're just sat here having a conversation. It was less of an interview and more of a conversation. Like you ask me a question, I go on to explain the answer. You know, I go on to to, to go into depth about it. It wasn't as much as like Oh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Da, 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 da. It wasn't a back and forth, really. It was, I would, <laughs> Charlemagne would say something. Stormzy would just talk about it for ages. And then Charlemagne would take something from what he said and do. It was good uh, interview work. Again, I still look at it as more of a, what do you say? I still look at it as more of a, a conversation than an interview. But it does have good interview work. Like, good interview technique with what they're doing but Stormzy and that she had some very interesting things obviously I think it was because he was rambling a lot you know because people ramble a lot just rattle on about whatever like given given reign to talk and talk about whatever you want people will talk for ages like me I'm an example if I have the right things to talk about I would talk about that shit forever about dumb shit about just stupid shit if I have someone to bounce off as well, then it's even better. You know, I'm going to go for even longer, talk about even different shit because they're going to bring shit up and it's just going to, it's going to get it going in a different way. So hearing him talk about this, obviously one of the main things that people were interested to hear him talking about was uh, the Stormzy, oh my God, the Wiley and fucking, and him beef, Wiley and his beef that they had together. So obviously... It's interesting. It was interesting to hear his take on it. Hear how um, how much he respected Wiley in that particular realm. Obviously, Grime, the creator, the, the Godfather, the pioneer, all of these words. He was very um, appreciative. Very, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know the correct word, but he would show respect. He would show homage to Wiley. But then going on to say, like, yeah, in music, you have to do this, you have to do this. But, like, he's done this and he's done that and da, 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 da. So, obviously, he's got some little bit of uh, animosity there. But he, he's always going to respect him and love him for what he does. Because he even says straight up, like, without Wiley and the people that came before me like that, there would be no me. Like, I wouldn't be here without them. So, but then even in that sense, respect is only gained <laughs> until it's earned you know like you've gained you've gained my respect and i've shown you my respect for what you've done but now you want any more respect off me in any in, in a deeper way i'm gonna need to 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 experience that from you you're gonna need to gain that respect you don't you're not just gonna get it because of what you've done because you've already got it for that i've given it you that you want more gain get it you want more respect off me you want me to respect you more than i already do which is not that much after what you've done, for what you already did. So I, I see where he was going with that. And I think the interview and what he did was quite interesting. I think it was, actually. I uh, The way when he was talking about his shit with my jammer as well, it was like he seemed to clear up a lot of the things like, no, I didn't cheat. Obviously, everyone thought he cheated with Georgia Smith, which, you know, Georgia Smith, she's kind of paying, isn't it? But, you know... Everyone thought he cheated with Georgia Smith. So when it came out and he's basically like, I didn't even cheat, like I didn't cheat. It was some mad violation that I did. But from 
the way he was explaining it, it seemed to me to be that now we was already broken up by that point, and then obviously people just see me in the clubs, kind of acting mad, like acting like I was single when I was single, but people didn't know I was single. So who knows what he did if he did actually go like go and you know do whatever whatever he did, or if he was just seen wilding, just seen going crazy, and everyone's like, oh, so he cheated with her. Or if he actually did, but he didn't cheat. Regardless of that, what he's saying is now nah, he was already broken up, so I could not have cheated in it. But it was it didn't need to be cheating for it to be disrespectful. And I, I get that. I get that. You've got you've got to respect that for a man to be like, I want to apologize for what I did to this woman because, and you know the it it got to bug me a little bit because they they were going on it for so fucking long, but it was talking about. It. Meyer and just like just showering her with all the compliments which is nice to hear and it's good obviously saying just like, oh, I love her I love my life probably won't ever get probably won't get this again and I'm like alright yeah 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 but he's going on with it way too much and I don't even want to say way too much obviously he's, he's, if he wants to talk about it he's got to talk about it and I don't know just the way that he was talking about it kind of seemed like yeah you're not over it then really are you like yeah, it's not, but you've got to be like a man and shit and get past it, move past shit. That seems to be what he's doing, doing it in a clever way. Other things, the other thing that uh, he said that he was talking about when he was talking about it was um, the fact that he's not trying to break America. It shows a very clever or just a very self-aware state, you know, where like people would be like, you know, in times before, someone might have been like, oh, we need to go and break, we need to do this, or we need to do that, or to certain people with certain acts, or even to him maybe, we need to go and break America, we need to do this now. But he didn't. Basically, what I took from what he was saying was I needed to wait, or like I just felt like I had to wait until I was some somebody in England. And when he's become what he has become in England, he has that uh, capability to go over to the to the US and be like, like he said, I get to sit. He gets to sit down with Charlemagne. He gets to go on to Hot Nine Seven. He gets to do all of this different stuff. He gets, he gets to go on flipping late night TV show with like Jimmy Fallon and perform his music there. He gets to do all of that shit. He gets to get the attention because he's already earned it over here. There's clearly something there is to listen to, and that's a very, very intelligent way to go about your business. To be like, oh, now I'm not trying to break over there. I'm just, I'm, I'm I am me over there being very unapologetically me, who I am, and being over there. And if it works for me, you know, then if I am the first British rap artist to, like, massively break into the UK, then, I mean, into the US, then obviously that's buzzing. But he said, maybe I'm not. Maybe what I do is I come here, I do my little radio interviews, and I go on Jimmy Fallon, and I do that, and, and then I go, and that's that. And then maybe it's Dave that comes in and opens the world or opens the US to, to the UK music. Maybe somebody's going to come in and do that. That's not Stormzy is what he was saying. And from what I said, I mean, from what he was saying, he was very, he seemed like he thought about it, you know, like it wasn't just something that he was just coming up with on the spot because Charlemagne asked him, what do you think about this? And he's going to be like, oh, well, uh, seems like he's really thought about 
this is the way that I'm going to move. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this in this way. And then I'm going to go over there. And it's quite possible that I might not be the one to really bust the doors down. But someone like, I might do that little bit of legwork to push it forward for someone to come and carry it all the way across. Now, whoever that's going to be, I don't know whether it's going to be Stormzy, whether it's going to be Dave, it's going to be someone like J-Horse or anyone like that. It's going to be interesting to see. Now, if you're interested in finding out what you said for yourself, you can always go and check it out on your own. It's on YouTube, on Charlemagne the God's channel. Uh, sure, someone posted it on Instagram somewhere, probably posted the link. Go and check it out. It's very good. Come up with your own thoughts and your own takes on it and let me know what you think, innit? Because I think it was um, very informative, especially into the mind of how, especially into the mind of how someone that big in this position thinks and how they operate and how they plan on operating in the future and how they have operated in the past and how they've changed and how their decisions have changed them and why they made certain decisions. Stuff like that is very helpful, very helpful, especially if you're interested in, you know, mentality and and mindsets and all of that and how to succeed. So go and check it out. Make, make, make sure you go and check that out. Oh, you know what? You know what? This is funny. Well, it's not even funny, right? But I was meant to talk about this earlier after I spoke about the Charm City Kings trailer. Obviously, it's been produced by Will and Will Smith and Jay the Pinkett Smith. And I saw an interview that happened the other day. Probably some other people have probably seen it. Where Will Smith was on The Breakfast Club talking about Tupac. And specifically what he was talking about was how his wife, Jada, who he's been with, you know, for a long time, since even way back then, I'm sure, was... She loved Tupac, you know, she was with, not with, but they grew up together and she basically loved him. And what he was talking about, I found interesting, especially for someone in his position to come out and, like, admit, to be like, this is what it was. Basically, he says, like, yeah, at that point, because um, I had always assumed, I never knew that Will Smith was together with Jada Pinkett at the same time that Tupac was alive. Because in every, like, Tupac film, you know, in every time, well, not in every Tupac, there's not being that many, but in all the stories, you know, you hear Tupac and Jada, like, they loved each other, basically. Like, so from what I hear, they grew up together, and um, Jada ended up, like, going out with fucking Will Smith. Yeah, I ended up going out with him at the same time that they were just coming in from Will's from Will's own words. Like I'm trying to take it, like put it in my own way, but he basically said like they were kids and they loved each other, you know. But they never had a relationship that was like on on that kind of level because they were kids, but they were now growing up and coming into that age where that kind of a relationship would become more likely. But during that time, they were like that, Jada and Tupac. Jada was with Will Smith. You know, obviously, by the time they'd grown up and were actually getting into this mature relationship type thing, the relationship on this different level, 
So what he said is he thought that Jada might have been like quite conflicted about about it at the same time because like she she was she loved Tupac but she was with Will, you know, the Fresh Prince at the time. He was only a rapper, wasn't an actor or anything like that. And he'd even said there'd been many times, you know, times where he'd been in the room with them both, you know, with Tupac at the same time. And he just could never really bring up the confidence to go and talk to him. I don't know if he was insinuating that he was scared. I don't know if those were his exact words, like, oh, I was scared to go and talk to him. But that's what it seemed like, at least. Like, oh, I was a bit nervous. I had a bit of hesitation. I could never bring myself to go over and talk to him about anything because of the situation, you know. Imagine it. Tupac, I mean, you're Tupac, and then you've got little Will Smith here, or even your Will Smith, who fucking the fresh prince and he just made the song about his parents and parents don't understand and we're kids and all of that but it's just one of those things isn't it? it's like obviously it, being will smith and you're not really this guy and this is tupac and he's like the biggest rapper at the, at the time he's got the whole thug life thing running and he's really killing it you know he's really killing it all obviously obviously being will smith you can you can understand the hesitation to go up and be like, "Hey, I'm, 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 I'm the boyfriend of the girl that you love," you know. <laughs> but that was that, and I thought it was actually a very interesting story. You know, I've seen the uh, All Eyes on Me film, which um isn't good. <laughs> it's not good, but when you think about, or when you even talk about <coughs> Will Smith and Jada Smith, a lot of people aren't even. A lot of people aren't aware Jada Smith was like a thing with two, but not like a thing, but like they were, they had a very close relationship, like a very close and very intense relationship. As is shown on the, on, on the film, All Eyes on Me. But again, that film is not very good and it takes a lot of liberties. Like, honestly, it does. It takes a lot of liberties. From what I've seen and what I've read about the way certain things happened. It apparently, even, like, especially romanticizes their relationship. Like, apparently it wasn't, like, in the way they show it to be on the film. But it was very special. It was very special. Like, everybody knows this. Everybody knows. And I even saw people saying, like, at the time that Will did this interview, like, oh, I didn't even know that this was, I didn't even know this was a story that I even ever wanted to know. I was like, are you fucking serious? Ever since I found out that Jada Smith, I mean, Jada Pinkett was, like, basically in love with Tupac when they were, when Tupac was Tupac, but she's married to fucking Will, Will Smith. I was always intrigued. I was like, what is this? Like, why? What happened here? I want to know how you two got together and, and this thing with... It was just one of those things where it's like, I'm sure there's never going to be anything that explains it to me. And even if it does explain it to me, there's never going to be anything that explains it to me on the level of like, the level of detail that matches my level of intrigue. Of like, how does this happen? Where where does this really even go with all of your shit? So, and given that, R.I.P. Tupac, shout out to Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. She's smashing it with all the shit that she's doing. But talking about that old school, 
for the moment, while we're talking about that, I might as well finish up on some big, big news. Some big news. Well, it's news. Notorious B.I.G. Biggie Smalls has been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Shout out to Biggie Small because you killed it. You deserve to be in there. You absolutely deserve to be in there. Um, I think Tupac was already in there. The fact that Biggie Small's got in, inducted in there now uh, is amazing. It's amazing. It needs to be in there. Now, I've I've seen this thing, yeah. Like, obviously, when hip-hop acts get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it becomes like a, a big thing. But I've seen a thing where people, people talk about it why do we do this? Like, it's a rock and roll Hall of Fame. You know, it, it's is Rolling Stones. I think it's Rolling Stones. I don't know. It might not be, but it's just it's it's a rock and roll Hall of Fame. You know, where where the legendary rock and roll artists get put into, but we give it all this fucking or just others like a black culture. You know, with rappers and stuff like that, we give it so much credit when one of ours gets inducted into that. And I understand it. I'm not saying I agree with that, that we shouldn't really be giving it credit because it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and this is rap and we need our own thing. It would be good. Obviously, it would be good to have our own Hall of Fame, you know, a hip-hop Hall of Fame. We know who would be in there. There would be a bunch of people in there already that aren't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and that will likely never be inducted into it or even considered for it. There, Of course, there needs to be something that we have that recognises ourselves. But the difference between if we just went and made one now, and, this, and I'm saying this because I've seen I've seen people say it, if we just made, oh, a hip-hop Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has a level of prestige to it. It does. It has a level of prestige that has been built over many years, over many years. I don't know how it got there. I don't know how they decided that this was what it was, but it's been built over many years. And... The prestige is there, which is why when a rap artist gets introduced to it, it's such a big deal and people actually care about it and people are like, wow, well done, finally, it's about time. Because there's a prestige to it. Because whether, whether I'm I'm not saying it's pres- it's a prestigious thing to get put down, I'm saying there is a prestige to it that's leveled to it, that's connected to it in some way. In some way, I'm not saying it's the best, most honourable achievement ever. I'm just saying it's a thing... That some people enjoy when it happens, you know. So, for us to go and just, for someone, for anyone to just go and make hip-hop Hall of Fame, it's going to take a while for it to to get to be that prestigious thing, you know, that thing that people aim to get into, you know, the thing that when it gets announced, oh, this person is now in the hip-hop Hall of Fame, people are like, wow, finally deserved it, well done, well deserved. And people actually talk about it. It's going to take a while for it to get to that, to have that type of relevance and that prestige. Again, I keep using that word because whether or not you want to say it's prestigious or not, it has a level of it there entwined into it. But that's all pretty much irrelevant. I just want to say well done to Notorious B.I.G. because he has killed that shit. He did, obviously. Notorious B.I.G., one of my favourite artists of all time, one of my favourite rappers of all time. He's got some of the best music. 
definitely, definitely go and check him out. Nine, ten, ten crack commandments. Go listen to all of as much of it as you can. Go find, just go explore, just go do something, go vanish, and go by. Because we're gonna wrap this up. I'm gonna wrap this up, yo. I'm gonna come to an end. I'm gonna pull this down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck the set up. I'm gonna shoot people. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna come back in like two days, yo. And we're gonna be chilling again, talking about whatever it is till the end. Like fucking what? I'm playing. Peace. Oh!